Okay, hello everybody and welcome back to part two of the Travelling Optimist podcast with my special guest, Justin Breen. Justin uh, is CEO of Brepic Communications and we had a fantastic first part of the podcast. We were talking about all sorts of things. Oh my God, we went through Colby. If anyone's done a Colby, send a message to us after the show. Um, we were talking about strength finders and the, the benefits of that. And actually, since then, Justin, I put my strength finder stuff on my uh, LinkedIn profile as well. Smart so let's move. do that. Smart <laughs> move. Let's do that. So we were talking about oh, a little recap um, so that we can um, again, then just jump straight in. So we're talking about mindset, network, success. Those three keys, yep. those three elements for you. We're talking about visionary, abundance, investment, strat coach, you know, creating value. Yep. Um, we were talking about your background to when you, you first started Brepic. You nailed on 5,000 calls and, and uh, communications to, uh, to, Easy, to potential right? clients, and you got five clients out of that. So you're a guy that doesn't give up. Right. You're tenacious. I think, well, those are two elements, I think, which, you know, you've got to have, haven't you? If you, want to, if you want to do well and be successful. You can't do this without overwhelming amounts of, you know, negativity or failure surrounding you, certainly at first, and mm. you just push through it. So your top five strength finders, positivity, developer, woo, context, and activator. So here's why I think we get along. Is my top five are activator, maximizer, achiever, competition and responsibility so they're very they're the only one we have in common is activator yeah but we're co we're collaborative yeah. so your yeah. positivity allows me to activate <laughs> i don't even know what woo means woo, woo. woo. i'm 18 on woo 18 <laughs> on woo and so what i thought was really interesting my number 34 one did you do the all 34 or just the top yeah. five yeah you yeah, did yeah. Uh, so my 34 is empathy, which I was a little surprised about oh, because I, with people in my circle, I'm actually extremely empathetic. Um, I think it's just most people I'm not, um, maybe because I don't understand most people. But I'd be curious to know, I bet your empathy, well, your empathy's got to be higher than mine, but I bet your empathy's like really high as well. Oh, yeah. Um, it's, it's, uh, it's right up there in the top, top 20 easily. But um, yeah, it's, I think... This is where I think these things come in really handy from a business perspective because yep. you can then find people that that match not match you but the but in terms of being opposites so that you collaborate each other compliment collaborate and compliment and so my wife is the um, she's she's the exact opposite personality as me exact yeah. opposite so she's love caring community rules order meetings like all that crap and I'm just like get stuff done, achieve, maximize, go in the third door of the, the, the nightclub to get in, like just do it, get it. And it's, uh, so she's made me a human in, in, in some aspects. She's made me somewhat of a human. And then I made her more, uh, you know, more risk taker, more yeah. of an activator. And, yeah, fascinating uh, stuff. and yeah, so, and I could talk about this stuff all day because, um, because, you know, you have the right mindset, it creates the right network, which creates the optimal opportunities so all this other stuff's whatever you just have the right mm -hmm. mindset creates the right network and leads to the right opportunities that's that's yep. all it is absolutely can mindset be uh learned is it sort of a can you can yes you learn oh that? my god not only can you learn it but you can evolve it every day so when i started my business i mean again reaching out to five thousand people to get five clients that was the exact opposite mindset of, about this because i didn't know 
I just didn't know. I, you don't know what you don't know. So when you learn about what's really going on, and you just you just evolve from there. So the coolest thing about these conversations, for me anyway, is that um, I, I'm just constantly learning. I'm a very high fact finder in Colby, mm-hmm. eight, the highest is 10. I've never met a 10 fact finder, and I've met maybe one or two nines. So I'm mm-hmm. pretty much the highest fact finder you can find on Colby. So I'm endlessly, I just want to learn constantly. Yeah. So love learning. Amazing. That's amazing. Um, we also talked a little bit about your dad. And for anybody that's coming in on part two and hasn't listened to part one, go back to part one and have a listen. But we were talking about a particular excerpt from your dad's diary um, from World War Two. And I, I'm, as I mentioned in part one, I'm a bit of a World, World War Two nerd. I love it. Um, yeah. And uh, I, I say I love it. I just love the, the stories that come out of it. Yeah. And, you know, we've uh, family wise, we've. Uh, my side of the family's had um, connections with the RAF and uh, my wife's uh, side of the family also had grandparents and, and um, great-grandparents involved in, in those world, world wars. So um, it's a real interest. It's fascinating. Um, and we also talked about how your dad's almost legacy, if you like, from writing those diaries has sort of flowed right into you as well, hasn't it, in terms yeah. of your style and um, how, how you write. And I'd like to sort of learn learn a little bit more about that and how, how that sort of evolved over the years and what sort of inspired you, what sort of things did your dad uh, inspire you with? Yeah, so thanks for asking that. And again, uh, in part one, the, the question you asked me about, because you didn't know, but you knew somehow that it just was in me, like the, you know that diary, you just saw how he wrote and, and then it was like, does that flow through you? You just knew. <laughs> Most people don't know. Well, I'll tell you what it was. It was a connection. I don't know. It was instinctively, really. I was thinking your dad wrote that diary, committed people to writing, write a diary. <laughs> okay, they've got to love writing to write a diary, I think. Yeah. And uh, yeah. it was just that sort of your PR link, which is all about the, the sometimes the written word. Um, and well, that's how I uh, associate it with. And I, that's how the link was. So the, that the, I was thinking about it after our conversation. So there, there's the angle, really. Yeah, so you you thought about this after the conversation. I I thought about it a lot as well. It's just um, you know, growing up, my dad died when I was thirteen. So growing up to when he died, I actually didn't like to write at all. I was much better in math, um, and uh, they my name is Justin because my dad, who was an attorney in the Nuremberg trials and he was an attorney, he wanted me to be the um, chief justice of the Supreme Court, Justice Justin. So that's why my name is Justin. And so I took my LSAT, which is in America, the you know the test again in law school. I took it drunk slash hungover because I didn't want to be a lawyer. My, my mom was like, "Oh, take the LSAT." I'm like, "Okay." So I, I took it, but you know, like an entrepreneur, even though I didn't know I was an entrepreneur, I took it drunk and hungover. <laughs> so I don't know what I got on that. <laughs> sure, it wasn't good, but me being a lawyer would be an absolute nightmare because it's just not. It's the exact opposite of pretty much everything I believe in in terms of arguing instead of actually taking action and yeah. working on an hourly basis as opposed to, you know, getting paid what you know. It's just, it, being a, it just doesn't make any sense. But my writing, even though it, I didn't write that much as a child, it just kind of evolved from late teenage into college and then after it just evolved. But so it was always there. I just didn't know it was there until I just had this, I don't know, I just had this endless drive to like find out stories about people, even mm. though I wasn't writing about it. But always endless drive. 
So that's how you, so are you using that to help your clients? Yeah, that's, I mean, that's what my company does is it, is it creates stories that, that, uh, general public cares about and that media wants to do. Cause I just yeah. know, I just know, I don't, I don't think, I just know what a good story is. Cause I just, again, this, it's just flowing in me. It's just flowing in me. And, um, it's never not in me. I just, I talk to people. But any conversation I talk to someone, I'm like, oh, that'd be a good story. That's a good story. That's a good story. That's a good, it's just, that's what, that's just how I think on, about things. Uh, not because I've been, you know, it is journalism in my life. I just think like that. I don't look in conversations as like a conversation. I look at it, oh, this, that could be a good story or what's interesting about that. Yeah. No, that's, that's interesting. And also for, for the listeners, um, in the background, we've got Justin's two boys who <laughs> incidentally are, uh, Philadelphia Eagles fans and not Chicago Bears fans, which no, is uh, I don't, yeah, we obviously a bone of contention in the family there. doesn't bother me. I mean, it's kind of weird. Um, it's weird. They've been Eagles fans, I think, since the, the double-doink field goal in the playoff game that, that missed. And then uh, and so they like Carson Wentz. I don't, I'd have no idea why. And um, But that's fine. Let, yeah. you know, let well, them do you whatever know. they want. Exactly. Yeah, so they're probably beating the crap out of each other downstairs right now, but you know, uh, <laughs> hopefully they don't get hurt too bad. But if they do, you'll <laughs> be a good good video if one comes up there crying or whatever. So, it's a learning experience. Learning, learning. learning. Experience. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so with um with your clients, okay, t- talk me through how how you work with a client and right. what sort of success story. Uh, what's the latest success story that you've got? Yeah, the kids are coming up. They're definitely going to interrupt this, I think. But, right. but uh, yeah. So I created my entire. I know. I'll be done in fifteen minutes. <laughs> I'm on another call. Okay, so give me one Wait, minute. You said you were going to be done. After I know. That. I know. But I have one more, and then I'll be done. I promise. Okay. He you won't have be long. Here, look. After say hi. Look, you know where he is. He's in England. England. I'll be done in a minute. Okay. I promise. See, that's what it means, man. You got to watch the kids, man. It is what it is. But the, um, you can leave that in. That's fine. But, uh, the, you know, I created this entire business based on how PR firms annoyed me for 20 years. And, okay. uh, you know, just saw, just basically annoyed and by bad press releases. And so my company just creates newsworthy stories similar to what I did as a journalist. And then, mm. and I send, and that entire process is on my company's website. And, uh, it's very, very simple. Like, it's yeah, yeah. No, nothing hidden. It's just there. Cool. Excellent. And, you know, I know, I know just on your website, you've got, you're dealing with, you know, countries, companies all over the world, aren't you? My company just solves the problem. So it doesn't matter where the client's located. It doesn't matter what the client does. It doesn't matter how big the company is. It's just, it is what it is. Buddy, I'm, I'm on a podcast, okay? Okay. I'll get your food in a second, okay? Okay. Make your own food. Yeah. So the entrepreneur is going to make his own lunch, but the, um, you know, so how it is is that it doesn't it doesn't matter. Daddy, yeah, buddy. Can I have one of the eggs muffins too? Yes, enjoy. So that it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter because um, you know I talked to all these entrepreneurs around the world and and they just it's this simple formula to creating a successful global company. Is you see a problem, you create solution to problem, problem solve, successful global company. That's really that's the whole formula and. Um, it, that's just all my company does. It just cuts through the noise and solves the problem. What sort of problem have you sort of recently solved? Yeah, so that's a good question because it's the same problem. So my company is always solving the problem. So what I hear more than anything, 
the problem from other folks is we're tired of being the best kept secret out there. So they, they have this great technology or they've pivoted since COVID or just whatever it is. And, um, and so my company cuts through all the noise and writes stories that media cares about and the general public cares about. So it, it gets them, they're no longer the best kept secret. They're mm. getting in front of the right eyeballs and the right people. Yeah. So, and, and are they looking for more market share or are they looking, is it more sales or, or what? Yeah, that's interesting because I very, very, very rarely hear ROI uh, anymore. When I first started and I was w- working with lower level thinking, some really small businesses that really didn't get it, that I did hear ROI a lot. Um, mm. But it's not like that. It's 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 about creating validity and credibility for your for your brand, both short term but especially long term. So you get in, you get on these you know these interviews, and it basically creates an SEO catalog database for your product, and those links don't go anywhere. And it's very it's really interesting now seeing the business cycle for three and a half years from first hand standpoint, but then seeing the long term effect for from my clients being in media, you know, a year ago or two years ago, and that those links don't get anywhere, and then they hear from other folks that are now reaching out to them. So it's not necessarily about direct sales, even though that does happen. It's more about building that validity and credibility. And that's where that's where your journalistic expertise comes in, because you're uh, you you know what the the people on the copy desk in the magazines are looking for right well that's exactly it because you know as a journalist you get you get these press releases that are they that serve the client they don't serve the journalist Mm. they they just they don't they don't talk about who the person is they talk about what the person does and no one cares about what you do for the most part they but they will care about who you are and if they care about who you are they will care about what you do so so the stories that my firm does actually serve the journalist they serve the journalist byproduct is the client gets interviewed and outlets and podcasts and all that stuff all over the world. So yeah, yeah, no, awesome. No, it's uh, and and it's also evolving, isn't it? It's changing. So you're kind of endlessly. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, like this is a perfect example of it. Um, one podcasts are replacing mainstream media in terms of relevance and importance. I don't remember in part one if I said the three reasons why, but I will in a second. But so like, even though you know it's it's kind of silly with my kids interrupting me or whatever, but um, you know that's just. That's how it is now. That's just how it is. Um, you have entrepreneurs working at home, and sometimes someone else is watching their kids. Some sometimes they're not. But this is this is just how it is now. But you know, podcasts like this, you can really kind of do a deep dive on someone. And uh, there's those three reasons why. Are one, the host is uh, usually an entrepreneur, so they understand the entrepreneurial brain. They're going to ask questions that a regular journalist would never. They just wouldn't think of. And um, so, like, I'm an entrepreneur who happens to be a journalist, not a journalist who's a journalist. There's a very big difference there. And uh, two, you can do a deep dive on someone. You can do the 30 minutes, 45 minutes, an hour. So you really get to know the person, really get to know them. And then three, the uh, this, this one's the most important, um, in my opinion, and then from hearing from others. But um, the audience might not be as large uh, quantity-wise, the, the viewership audience or listeners, but it's a far more qualified audience. A regular person's not going to necessarily listen to this podcast, but two, you know, high-level thinkers will listen to two other high-level thinkers talk about high-level thinking in business. And so it's basically a—I hate the word funnel—but it's basically a funnel for finding the right people. Mm. And, and there's a fourth reason that I'm just starting to experience because I've—I've done a, you know dozens and dozens of podcasts in 2020, but hadn't done a lot before that. But Basically, what happens is some of these podcasts they don't have a lot of a big audience at first, but then maybe they'll interview someone famous, and then someone, then every, then people 
it's, it blows up, right? And then people do like a, a deep dive into the podcast and then yeah. they'll listen to the podcast that were like two, three years ago. So um, you hear from people two, three years later. And so that's yeah. very exciting. It's this long, long play. It's interesting that you uh, you, you mentioned uh, podcast being the, the new wave in terms of media yeah. out there. I find it a fascinating um, platform, actually. I'm very yep. new to it. But right. um, there's, there's, you can just really niche down yep. and, and really get into something so very, very pinpoint and focused. But actually, there's so much to talk about, even on, even on niche, isn't there? Far more quality discussion. than it's, it's not about number of viewers. It's about the right viewers. It's about the right listeners. It's about yeah. your your tribe. So basically, you're you're creating a you're creating a whole database network of your tribe, and they're uh, they're much more loyal or more loyal audience. And yeah. again, compound effect just builds up over time. And so mm-hmm. that's, so like in a way, my company's kind of like a it, you know it's 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 in a podcast kind of. So like you know, at first my network wasn't that big in terms of the right types of people the right right audience wasn't the right listeners to what the message I was saying, even though it's not in a podcast, it was, just, you know, social media or what I was doing. And then, it, but it just builds, it just builds over time. And then exponential growth, you get over to the, the tipping point and then it just blows up. Yeah, absolutely. So who's the most optimistic person you've ever met? Uh, Dan Sullivan. I thought you'd um, say that. <laughs> yeah. I had to think about it because that was such a good question. And I know a lot of, I mean, I'm surrounded by the most abundant people on the planet. <laughs> Uh, Dan's number one. Dan's it's, number one. Yeah, I mean, it, uh, I, I've met him in London actually, and um, yeah, he's a really nice guy. Uh, he's very, uh, very focused, and um, I think he's uh, that particular platform has, has helped you know thousands of people, thousands of businessmen, you know, reach another level that they probably oh don't. another level, another another stratosphere, and yeah. so and and so so that platform, strategic coach, but also I. I listen um, to his podcast or him just talking when I run every morning. You know, six days a week I run outside no matter the weather. So um, probably three or four of those days I listen to Dan talk or interview yeah. some amazing – and I just – again, that's what that's what it is. It's just – I know I'm going to get very high-quality content in that podcast because it's the highest level of thinkers. Yeah, yeah. And so that's what people like me do is they – in the mornings or whenever they consume that content. And this is what's speeding things up as well, isn't it? In terms of um, the yep. uh, entrepreneurs and the, the number of people that are coming in, the access to high-level information and yep. motivation and insight is like it's an in, there's insane levels um, around there, isn't there? And so anybody that wants to that has an idea, they can literally just get on it, and then they, they've got everything um, in terms of you know literature is is all online now. It's all accessible. It's pretty much all free. You know, the, people can just crack on with whatever they want to do, their, what, their, their life's dream, and know that they've got thousands of years worth of advice available just literally on YouTube. You know, there's, there's endless knowledge out there. Um, my brain kind of filters it, and then I listen to the right people who have already filtered it for me, if that makes any sense. Because I don't, I, otherwise I can get all consumed with things that I don't really care about. Yeah. So I I find a bridge between all this content and then the right people who are telling me about it. Yes, I think it's the the old adage of um, you look at the uh, the trees, the apples on the tree before you uh, before you jump in. I.e., you'd look at that person's experience and 
quality of of work or whatever and then you you jump in so you're looking at somebody you're taking somebody's advice who's done it um and this is where i can get my head around when i was at um doing a college course and the, you know it's about business and stuff and the guy the guy didn't really have any experience in business and it, it kind of made me less enthusiastic to do the course because i didn't really think that he right. really knew what he was talking about so that's so interesting that you say that, and and it's not random because like so I I don't care if my kids go to college I'm sure they will their their mom's a pediatrician and I you know I got a full academic scholarship to college I, I have somewhat of a brain but but um, I don't care if they go one if they do go my only deal breaker is they just have one is that they must take business courses or entrepreneur courses taught by actual entrepreneurs who know what the hell they're talking about yeah that's it that's my only that's the only thing I care about and uh, because college for the most part there are exceptions but for the most part higher education does a horrible job preparing people for actual life uh, other than preparing them to get a job i mean that's what higher education basically is it's a giant employee creator as opposed mm. to i mean there again there's definitely exceptions to that but so i'm like you guys need to need to take entrepreneur or business classes <laughs> taught by actual entrepreneurs because then otherwise at least you have some basic knowledge of what's really going on in the world yeah, that's true. Um, and I think also, that, I mean, there are other sides to university. I've got a 20-year-old at uh, university at the moment, and she's learned to budget properly. You know, she's lived living by herself, you know. Yep. And um, so, yes, it's a, it's a big price to pay. But there are some there are some other things which you learn in a, an environment that actually is, you know, pretty cool. And, 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 you know, when they come out of that, then hopefully they can come into a position where they can you know not everybody wants to be an entrepreneur and start their own business well you know, most people know. can't well no N- not only do most people not want to most people can't do that i mean they just can't hmm. they can't i mean they're just not you can't um you know there's i've talked to thousands of the top entrepreneurs in the world since starting this and i have not met one at the very highest level that has not overcome at least one of the following four things most of them are two or three some are all four but here so this is entrepreneur life so here, here are the four things one, bankruptcy or potential bankruptcy. Two, the highest level of depression you can imagine. Three, the highest level of anxiety you can imagine. Four, likely and or possible traumatic experiences as a child or young adult. So mm-hmm. I have not met one. There might be one out there. I haven't met one yet um, that has not overcome at least one of those. And again, most are two or three. Some are all four. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's the, the all four ones, they're, <laughs> they are um, exceptional high performers because they're you're just that not what else can nothing else can phase them at this point yeah they, they, the only way is up the only you, think, you that's it that's it do you think there's that point though where you get to a place which is so dark and it's like despairing but is that the point where things that that's you're almost at the the, the point where things are going to change i've come across this before where people yeah. have almost given up they've got to that point where and then the following day something's happened and they've just it's just skyrocketed do you have to get to that that point where you, you you're almost going to give up you know i'm, I'm laughing because uh i i you're just your questions and it's it's kind of creepy how like you just know how to ask questions but are you just so intuitive um but you, you're doing it with your hands. So I always say you have to be down here to understand up here. You have to, you have to know. That's why I've never met one that hasn't overcome at least one of those four because they know what it's like to be down here. And what, and so in terms of like directly next day you're down here, then you start. Now what I have heard many times is like they, people were, they're like, this isn't going to work. They, they put in the years, the years, and then, and they're like, oh, they're just about to, 
throw it in, then they have the breakthrough, like not the next day necessarily, but the next no. week, or the next month. But it's, I hear that quite a bit. Yeah. It's, it's a, it's a, a, a very, um, common, common occurrence, but it does happen a lot. And I think that, um, and I think that's where that, uh, ability, the resilience and the, um, resilience, the ability to bend rather than break that entrepreneurs have. I mean, you know, this, this whole interview is a prime example of that. Um, and it's very hard for me, but most people couldn't do this interview after the kids came screamed. They just couldn't, they couldn't <laughs> do it. They couldn't focus, but I, I can do it. Um, yeah. That's just entrepreneur life. I mean, that's just entrepreneur life. So you Absolutely. got screaming kids, which I knew they were going to come up and fight. And then you just, you answer the question anyway. You just get it done. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, family is very important to you. What's uh, number one? Absolutely. Number and, one. And, and, and that's only right. And, and for everybody and out they're there. They're coming family. up. <laughs> Are you done yet? <laughs> <laughs> Almost done. This is Chase, but I know, man, this is a really good interview. I'm talking about how much I love you guys. I'm sorry, buddy. I'm so sorry. We'll, we'll finish off, okay, with one big question. Yeah. Um, where, where are you going to take the, the Breen boys on holiday next year? Where, where, where's the, the goal next year for a, for a vacation? Chase, Chase, where are we going to go eventually on our, on our big trip, you, me, and Jake? And maybe Mommy. Where are we going? You can say it. Um, where, I forgot. Where the, all the bears are. Um, I forgot. Alaska, North Slope. Oh, yeah. So North Slope. Um, maybe not was, next. I thought it was called like. Yeah, the the yeah the the the, the North Slope up by uh, Fairbanks. So anyway. No, I I thought it was called like I thought it was called like Brooks Range. Yeah, Brooks Range. Yeah, Brooks Range, North Slope. So Brooks oh, Range awesome. is uh, now. This will not be next year, but this is this is we're already planning this. Is that because um, if we went there at, around Christmas time, we would be frozen to death and die. Um, so the Brooks range up there by the North slope, it's the size of California and there's maybe 500 people that live there and there's no roads, nothing, no trails, nothing. And so, um, so we're yeah, going to take so a, you, yeah, take you can answer. Yeah. If you take the wrong path, it's a game over. Game over. Oh yeah. So, so there's more bears. I don't know what they're doing, but there's more bears there. And so, but we're like not a traditional family vacation, but I'm going to take them up to the North slope and, uh, and uh, it'll be, they're they're too young to do it now because if you get if you get injured there or something, you you're yeah. gonna die probably. So a um, couple of years, couple of years. We'll, There's we'll... one word that 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 trip's gonna be, and and uh, it's epic. Very, it's gonna be epic. <laughs> it's gonna be epic. Um, no, that's great. Uh, you know, connecting to uh, the outdoors and, and nature is very important. It's important. You know, really, truly, absolutely, so, uh, and that's the, the ultimate. That's the ultimate, like last frontier of yeah. last frontiers. There's no people there, and uh, it'll be good to. Get oh, away. that's amazing! And yeah, what an experience, and a uh, you know, the memories and everything for the for you and the boys and your family and stuff. It's going to be amazing. So, on that really cool, happy note um, <laughs> yeah. of epicness. <laughs> i'm gonna say uh say cheerio and thank you to uh justin breen justin thank you very much i uh, can't thank you enough for your time i didn't even talk about chicago we'll have to do that again at some point but uh, i mean i mean i could talk to you all the time because the um i mean you just started doing this but you're you're the way you ask questions is brilliant i mean it's very it's the highest of highest levels and um you know, I, I do apologize for the, the interruptions, but, you know, that's just that's just how it is. And yeah, you know, it's absolutely fine. Um, I'm absolutely cool with it. And it's it. Um, that's what it is. You know, you work from home. You've got to uh, 
uh, the kids and it just adds an extra dimension to uh, to the podcast so i hope some dimension i'll tell you that's the outer dimension this <laughs> <laughs> is <Some> dimension <laughs> not a good dimension <laughs> well, i will uh, i will let you go make some lunch for the boys thank you uh, yeah i'll look forward to uh, speaking to you soon take care Thank you. And for the record, I do feed my children. I want that very clear. Thank you. Thank you. Take, take care. Bye. <laughs> bye. Huge thanks to Justin for coming on the show. You can connect with Justin on LinkedIn and his website. Details are on the show notes. His book is also available at Amazon and Barnes and Noble for my US listeners. Please do share the podcast as well and uh, leave a five-star review on your podcast player if you can. Uh, Take care, everyone. There's some light at the end of the tunnel. Uh, And remember, you're now part of the Optimism Tribe. So thanks for listening to the Travelling Optimist podcast with Steve Odie.